hello so i'm sitting outside in a hammock sitting outside i'm relaxing in my hammock at buffalo lake um just outside of lubbock texas and it's a beautiful day there's no clouds in the sky um which is great considering that um we've had some rain yesterday uh it rained pretty hard so i'm grateful for this moment um, there's trees all around me. Grackles, one of my favorite birds. There's a police officer. Um, police officer driving down the road. Uh, I love police officers. Uh, my, I have a family member uh, who, I wanted to say who serves in this way. But uh, a lot of times we see that uh, well, we don't see a reflection of service, right? Or the attitude that uh, I, I understand that I'm providing a service. Um, you know, I feel like in this podcast, I feel like I might start talking about our problems uh, in that direction, uh, but I'm not gonna do that. So bear with me on this first podcast because this is my first time truly and uh, I'm gonna get more comfortable with it. It'll be easier to follow along in further uh, uh, in discourse that you're gonna see further along. So, but um, it's been almost two minutes, I guess I should say what I'm talking about in this first podcast. So first I'd like to introduce myself quickly um, my name is Frances Kelly Wells, but I go by Chalice. Uh, my friends and family are having a really hard time adopting that name. One of them last night, he flat out said, I'm going to call you Kelly. Um, that's okay. Um, but I'm, I'm going by the name Chalice for my writing and for my podcast. It's an earned name. And um, the reason I'm going by this name, uh, the short story for that is that it's an, it's a reminder that the gifts that I have um, are important and they should be respected. They're needed. Um, everyone has gifts to share. So, um, but this is, this is about me recognizing what my gifts are and knowing that communication is the way is one of the ways that I can share these gifts with you. Um, so my background is really in literature. I studied um, English for my bachelor's degree with a focus on creative writing. And I earned um, a master's degree in French language and literature, both of these degrees at Texas Tech University. Um, Shout out to my Red Raider family. I love you so much. You're just amazing. Uh, the camaraderie. That sounded funny the way that I said that. Um, I enjoy that. I enjoy being awkward. Uh, I, en- I enjoy dancing and laughing in the awkwardness. That's, that's what I'm all about. Um, don't be so serious, right? So um, I hope that you can still hear me. There's a beautiful truck pulling up with a beautiful pontoon 
and uh, there's going to be some rumbling going on, so please forgive that. This is a this is a pretty nice setup this person's got going on here. Uh, I would not mind this right here. A truck? I need a nice big truck so that I can help people. When people say, "Oh, who has a truck that we can use?" I want I want them to say, "Chalice." Uh, let's call Chalice. You know. Uh, now you know. So, um, a little bit more about me. Um, teaching really is my thing. I have a lot of experience in special needs education as well as preschool, pre-K. And I taught French at Texas Tech University while I was earning my degree, my master's. Um, so I wondered if I was a philosopher, a teacher, a writer, which one of these I was. And I realized what it is. Um, I'm just like everyone else. Um, I'm a learner. I'm a student and a teacher. I'm both. Um, just sometimes, sometimes when we teach, um, we're teaching things that hurt people. Um, so are we still teachers then? Um, I would argue no. Um, but I'm not going to go there right now. Um, please forgive the ums. <laughs> so a teacher, that's what I identify with. And my tools are communication and um, philosophy, the field of philosophy. I love to ask questions um, and study. Um, I love to have discussions with people. And it's, it's fun searching for truth. Um, it excites me. And I feel like we can be so scared to sit down and have a conversation with someone if we don't already know that we have friendship with this person and that there's something solid there that if we discover an area where we disagree, we can still maintain um, our civility and um, keep feeding our, our relationship, whatever, that, whatever we call that, a friendship. Um, so today, um, let's see. There's more details about me, um, and I'll give more information in the next podcast. But for today, I just want to start with We can heal. And that's why I'm here. I'm, I'm here for my healing. And I'm here to share with you what I learn. So that perhaps if you need something that I have. Um, if there's something that I've learned. I can share this with you. And... Sorry, I'm getting distracted because there's people, the people that parked their, their pontoon, I'm, I'm scared that they're going to hear this. Isn't that funny that I'm scared that someone's going to listen, but I'm going to publish this? Um, so I lost my train of thought, but my, my purpose for today, as I said, it's, it's to address our healing, how we can heal 
and respect. I'm going to point to respect as our medicine. Um, Respect and gentleness. So, I'm on this trip to Lubbock. I've become very aware of just how much we run our mouths and how sometimes we can be unaware of the impact of our communication on other people. So the way that we communicate with people, it's important that we have artistry, that whatever discourse we create is a demonstration of beauty. And so it can be any little exchange with someone. And my question to you is, How can you make your exchange with every person demonstrate respect? How can you create or co-create each moment where you're interacting with someone in such a way that there's beauty? This is what I'm talking about with the artistry. And... You don't have to do this every time you interact with someone, you know, put that, put pressure on yourself, but you can. And all that's required is a state of grace. So before we interact with someone, imagine that we're walking up to someone's apartment and we're about to knock on the door. How are we going to impact the people that are inside that home? How is my disposition going to affect the other people? And when I meet the people inside, how are they going to feel after, <clears throat> after they interact with me? Are they going to feel like I care about them? Are they gonna feel like I'm just there for something? Um, And then there's the people inside the home, the people who create the home. How are they living? Are they living in a way that reflects respect for themselves, gratitude, gratitude for their lives, gratitude for their home, gratitude for the other household members and gratitude for the the blessing of an unexpected guest because you know we're in a pandemic and I showed up to my friend's apartment because I needed a place to stay while I was here and I'm thinking about my interactions with all the people who have come inside this home and um, 
with the owner, my friend, the owner of this home, I've been thinking about the impact that I, I have on him. I've been wondering if he feels respected by me, um, if I've outworn my welcome. Um, I wondered that. I wondered if his friends, um, if, if they thought that maybe I was pretentious because, you know, I was given access to the loft and then everyone else just has access to the living room and kitchen. And I was told that I'm a guest. Um, I'm not, I'm not someone staying there, um, because I need a place to stay. But that's not true, I do need a place to stay. I'm on the same level as the other people there um, as far as having a need and going to a friend and saying, will you please help me? You know, I'm just like his guest that he has, he has, okay, he has someone staying at his home who needs help. And um, my friend doesn't refer to this person as a guest because he's stayed there so long. And I understand that. Um, You know, he feels inconvenienced. But at the same time, um, I find myself to be equal to the people that come into his home. um, Needing a place to stay, needing a couch to surf. Um, I really identify with them because I'm in this place. Um, I'm not going to call it a no, a no woman's land or a no man's land, but, um, at home in Dallas, um, well in Garland, I'm living with my ex. Um, while I found this home, it's not my home. It's, it's his house, and um, I know the only way that I get to stay there is if I remain in a relationship that is not blessed with the support of community or even, well, I was going to say even divinity. However, I definitely can tell that... Um, We're receiving help. Um, But anyway, that's not my home. And I'm trying to get, not I'm trying to get, I'm starting up my writing career. And this is how I'll support myself, is through the creation of discourse. Um, And once I have the financial means to move out, I'll be doing that. Um, and I'm going to go into all of that later. Because I, this is really, this is an introduction. And this is, this is you getting to know me. And hopefully I'll be able to get to know some of you as well. Anyone who wants to get to know me. Um... But I'm just so aware, I'm going back to my topic. My topic, to remind you, is respect. And I'm just so aware of all of the disrespect. Um, 
it's making us sick and it's unnecessary. And I believe that the reason that we're doing this is because we have these expectations. And so we expect for our needs to be met in a specific way by specific people um, when really there's another answer out there for us. Uh, One that would provide much more solid, much more secure happiness for all of us. Um, So instead of blaming other people for our unhappiness, um, we can say, I'm not dependent upon these people who have hurt me or who have, in my perspective, failed me in some way. We can have accountability. Um, We can hold ourselves accountable. I'm not saying that we should blame ourselves for misery um, because truly that's a trap in itself, just like blaming other people. it's better to have compassion for ourselves and others. And so when we look at our situation and we say, this is not what I want, it's better to say, I'm in a period of transition because I don't want this anymore. So this is over. I want something else. So now... What's in the middle? It's the transition. So I'm in a transitional stage right now because I have, I had a partner, I have two children with him and we share a home together. However, I no longer wish to remain there. Um, And so I'm looking for a job. I'm putting together my writing portfolio and starting my podcast and rewriting my resume and writing a new CV entirely because I have no idea what happened to the other one. Um, So I'm going to do my best to enjoy this transition. And one of the ways that I can be sure to enjoy it more or more fully is to respect what this is so acknowledge what this is and be grateful for it and then respect the desire in my heart to change my life and respect the fact that it's going to take time I can't have everything that I want right now. I want a house. Uh, There's a man that I'm crazy about. Just absolutely, like I just can't even tell you how much I believe in this man. I can actually, and I will at some point. Um, He's not even, he's not even my boyfriend. Like we're, we just met each other. It's so funny, but I'm crazy about this person. So I know that I want a writing career. 
of some sorts. Um, Multi-dimensional writing career. Um, I know there's a man that I want. I know that I want to buy a house um, surrounded by nature. And I don't have the job. I don't have the man. I don't have the house. Um, One of my friends has made some jokes saying that I'm homeless. Um, Maybe that's true. Maybe it's not true. Because if home is where the heart is, I've left pieces of my heart uh, in many places. So instead of being homeless, I would say that I have many homes. But do I have many places where I'm welcome, where I can just walk up to the door put the key in, walk inside, and I'll be loved and safe and comfortable. No, I don't have that. Um, I have my two children, and I know that they love me. Um, But when I walk in the door, I know this is not my home. It's not set up the way that I need it to be for my health. I'm a minimalist. I am... I need for things to be squeaky clean and organized. Um, I like to put things back in their place and have the best place for everything to be. Um, And cleaning and organizing is part of my daily life. So I don't have that situation right now. What I have is, uh, well, you can tell there's too many toys in the house and my question is is it respectful to anyone to fill up our houses with so much stuff are we respecting the earth are we respecting ourselves the other people that have to share this home because when we create more work for ourselves because we have to move things back and forth from place to place we're, we're taking our schedule and we're filling it up with activities that, I mean, do they help us evolve or is it just the mundane? Because I want to say we're filling up our schedule with mundane activities. And while there's some grace uh, or there's, um, there's an opportunity to do these little things uh, with, in a state of grace and with, with peacefulness, uh, awareness of the moment. And when we do these things with mindfulness, um, it can be very peaceful. But I also feel trapped because of all this stuff. And while I'm grateful that grandparents have provided so many gifts for my children, at the same time, I don't feel like the gifts were given with respect to my wishes, with respect to my experience as a teacher working with small children. Um, I feel like the gifts were given because people wanted to feel good, giving gifts to the kids. They care. They love them. But what about the parents that have to take care of all these things, that have to put these toys up all the time? And what about all the packaging for the toys? 
we know where that goes. And is that respect? Is it respect giving someone gifts and all the waste fills up their recycling or their trash can? Um, or there's small parts all over the house and you're stepping on them. If someone doesn't need something and we give them something, we give them the thing that they don't need or a thing, because there's many things that we don't need. If, if someone gives a gift, but it doesn't help, is it a gift or is it a burden? And I truly feel burdened by all the things in the home. Um, I don't even get to spend time with the kids as much as I want to because I'm having to pick up all the stuff. And yeah, I have two small children. So part of this is, you know, I'm dealing with a phase here, a phase where my daughter is capable of putting things away, but she needs us to sit down and help her um, to just organize her thoughts. First, I'm going to do this, then this. My son, he really needs it to be made into a game. I guess my daughter probably as well. It needs to be made fun uh, in order for them to want to participate. Um, but at the same time, I just know that there's just too many toys. Um, I see them everywhere. It's distracting. I pick them up. Um, of course, I pick them up, but I can't pick everything up because I just don't have the energy anymore. My body is healing. Um, I'm truly in a, in a healing phase where I really have to focus on that. So I can't just be running around the house like a chicken with my head cut off anymore. People make jokes and they say things like, what, can't you multitask? And I want to say to them, I'm a woman. I've been multitasking my entire life. And what it really means is putting other things on hold, saying, I'll do this for five minutes and now I'll go to this and now I'll go to this. When does everything get finished? And how peaceful is that? I, I just don't see the peace there. So is that respectful to myself? Am I here just to pick up toys and forget getting a job, um, forget, forget exercise other than just burning calories, um, you know, cleaning up after everyone and scrubbing. Um, lost my train of thought, but yeah, is it, is it respectful to live in such a way that I don't have downtime no. I've had so many stress fractures in my feet. I have, I have long feet, long toes, really skinny, like bunny feet. And uh, I walk a lot. And I work a lot. I've been, I've been like that most of my life. I've, I've worked very hard. And I'm grateful that I've had the ability to do that. I'm not grateful that, um, that I haven't taken the breaks that I've needed but I'm grateful that I've had the ability to work hard. Um, train of thought. But at the same time, I'm ready for rest. I'm ready for balance. So I think that living in a way where there's balance demonstrates respect. It's like the give and take when we're a guest at someone's home. You know, it's good to help out a little bit. And it's good, it's good not to do that right in front of the person. It's good to just like sneak the help in a little bit. Like, oh, I, I took out the trash or I cleaned the kitchen. Um, but not to say anything. 
Like, I'm thinking at some point when I get back to my friend's house, I'll probably help clean the bathroom. That's probably on my list. Um, Because the bathroom is important to me. I go there to get clean, right? So it needs to be clean. Um, And I know that my friend has the same need. um, Because he's a person, too. He's a human as well. So I am... I'm going to help a little bit, just, just a little bit, one little place, the bathroom. And that, that's demonstrating respect for myself. Um, because then when I take out my contact lenses, for, for instance, um, I'll be more sanitary. You know, if I have a, a freshly cleaned countertop, you know, some once a week, business going on right in that bathroom right get that all scrubbed down once a week uh so it shows respect for me and it also shows respect for my my friend who i refer to as a brother because he absolutely is a brother um i piss him off like he's my brother i don't do it on purpose uh he doesn't really piss me off uh he has he called me crazy kelly one time he either called me Crazy Kelly or he just called me crazy. And uh, when people say that to me, uh, sometimes uh, sometimes you, you'll see the dragon. I can be a butterfly or a dragon. A butterfly because I like to go around just for a few moments to spread some love and then leave. Uh, it can be very draining to go around and what what is it that I'm trying to do? I'm trying to help people heal. And I see so much negativity and just so much judgment. Um period. I see so much negativity and so much judgment. And I'm going to help with that. I'm going to... That is... I'm going to speak up when I hear that my friends are past the point of venting and they're they're going in a direction where they're blaming other people or they're missing their own opportunities to hold themselves accountable and grow. And often... What I'm seeing is something... It's past venting. Folks, when we're calling people names, we're not venting anymore. We're being disrespectful. There's another way to say whatever it is that you want to say. And so instead of calling someone a bitch, for instance, we can say, we can describe the situation. First of all, maybe we need to keep our mouth shut. Because I don't know about you, but I don't want people talking about me I mean like that where they're leaving out some of the story just calling someone a bitch is leaving out a lot I just heard a bird and I'm wondering oh I look at nature and I'm like ooh, that's a sign that's a sign I'm one I'm one of those um so if you need to if it if it helps you um 
to just call me the fool and to just try to take some pleasure uh, in my discourse um, in whatever way, then please do so. Or if all you need to do is, or if what you want to do is, you know, ignore it and say, you know, this isn't for me, I don't resonate with this, then that's fine too. But on this trip, I've just noticed so so much complaining about other people and I've witnessed people disrespecting themselves and even me disrespecting myself I mean I'm I want to sing and I'm I bought cigarettes and that's not going to help my voice and it's not going to help my skin either I I want to be I want to maintain my my body and I want to be beautiful for myself, for everyone that sees me. Truly, I truly, I want that. I want for people to see beauty when they look at me. Not for my ego, but just for their own pleasure. And I don't want them to take anything from me. I'm not giving them anything uh, that's going to hurt me. But the way that I present myself to them uh, is very important to me. Because I can help by adding to the beauty in their life by our interaction. Look, I don't know if anyone that knows me is going to listen to this. I, th- I think someone will. It might get bored uh, and turn it off. But possibly someone that knows me might put this on. Maybe to fall asleep too. To take a nap. Sit there and pretend like someone that loves them is... Neck is close by. Um, yeah, I don't know who's gonna listen to this, and I lost my train of thought again. Again, but I, I just I want you to know that we can simplify things by respecting ourselves, by respecting each other. And this doesn't mean that you even have to be someone's friend. I mean, you're still being a friend by being respectful, I think. But I'm saying that you don't have to make a commitment to this person. It can just be, this is a person that you've met randomly and you know before you interact with them how you want them to feel when they walk away. Folks, my challenge to you is to be brave and to, there's a fly on me, to be, to be brave. And so instead of, Instead of being scared before you have an interaction with someone thinking, oh God, you know, even if you're thinking, oh God, this is going to suck. Like you already had the fear, you know, you feared interacting with this person. If you, if you're saying, oh God, I don't want to do this. And when this happens, it, we're forgetting that we have something to offer these people. It's not just about us and the pleasure that we take in a moment. What do we have 
to offer someone else in our interaction or with our interaction? How does making eye contact with someone, how does making eye contact affect their day? Like truly looking into someone's eyes and they just see your acceptance instead of, instead of your judgment. And we do both, right? The judgment, I believe, uh, has been a means of keeping ourselves safe. We're trying to identify risks. And we say, this is evil. I hear that a lot. Calling things evil. Talking about evil spirits. Okay, well, in my philosophy, our truth is spirit. And it's all about both sides of the coin. We have our light or the aspect of ourselves that is within the light, this, the light spectrum, if you will. I love to play with words, okay? And then outside of, in the darkness, in the shadow, in the shadows, we can go, we have both aspects of ourselves and I would like to be able to explore the shadow, my shadow with you And I would like for you to be able to explore your shadow with me. I would like for us to both be able to look, to look there uh, into the places that we really, we really don't want to go because we're scared. And I want us to say, hey, let's, let's see what's there because there's a story. There's something to learn. There's healing to be done. And so... Instead of denying that aspect of ourselves, we say with compassion, this is me. The shadow is me as well. And if I want to know myself, then I need to be able to look there at the things that I'm not proud of, the things that hurt me or others. I want to go there with my community, with whoever wants to be a part of it. And I want to talk about what happened. I want us to identify truth together and find our healing. I believe that we make ourselves sick and we make each other sick, but we also have the innate ability to heal ourselves and to heal together. We break together and we heal together. Just because the proportions are are different or the length of connection is different between me and one person and then me and another person, do you understand um, what I'm trying to say? I I need someone that can create art with me, uh, images, so that I can express what I'm trying to say visually. Um, But we, I'm going to close this now. It's been 39 minutes. We're making things harder. And we're wasting our energy and our money forgive me forgive me if if you if you specifically don't identify 
with that statement, and I'm speaking for you by saying we waste our money. But unless you are 100% isolated from everyone and totally dependent upon yourself and just the nature around you, what nature has provided, the resources that have been provided, uh, there is there is money money being wasted, okay, that we can, not just money, there's resources. We're wasting resources. And when you look around, when you look at, you know, our fast food problem that we have, on just all those, the single-use products, and even just the low nutritional value in the food, just that is so much waste. And that's disrespectful. Um, It creates a problem that we need to solve. It creates problems that we need to solve. And some of them are financial because we have to allocate resources so that we can deal with the waste that we create. And some of these resources, they have a dollar value. Do all of them? Uh, Probably. I'm not an economics major. So I hope that you enjoyed your nap. Um, my, our lesson for today was about, was about respect. And um, this really was an introduction to this podcast. Um, I hope that this sets the tone, but that I improve. Less ums, that'll be nice, won't it? All right. Well, please be brave out there. Uh, respect other people's wishes. If, if people are uncomfortable and they need for you to have a mask and you don't want to wear a mask, maybe you shouldn't go in there. You know? I've learned that. Like, making people uncomfortable... Okay. Can you make someone a certain way... Oh, God, I, I want to get all caught up on that now, but I'm not going to. But making people uncomfortable. Let's just say that we can make people uncomfortable. Let's use a different term for that. Disrespecting people. If we're going to, if people are going to be stressed out because we come in not wearing a face mask and we're coughing or we're not washing our hands when we get out of the, as we're coming out of the bathroom. Come on. What does respect look like? And <clears throat> that's, gonna, that's my question that I'm going to leave you with is what are, where do you see disrespect in your life? How do you see you? Do you, do you witness uh, or, or are you aware that you're disrespecting yourself? I'm not saying that you are. I'm just saying, are you aware? I'm curious. And uh, do you blame other people? Do you blame other people for, or do you point your finger at them and say that they're being disrespectful? But then do you go and hurt yourself in some way? And then do you you complain about how the person hurts you all while you have the knowledge that you've been hurting yourself? If so, compassion really is the answer. Compassion for ourselves first 
We have to forgive ourselves. I'm sorry for hurting myself. And I, I forgive myself. I, I forgave myself. I'm not beating myself up anymore for my mistakes. I still have regret. Uh, I do. Oh, no regrets. Yes, I regret. I regret making choices that hurt me. Yes, I regret that. I learned. I'm not sitting there intentionally dwelling on it. I'm feeling, I'm feeling the pain or the discomfort. Um, but I'm, I'm at peace with it, with the choices that I've made. So I invite you to do the same by starting off asking yourself if you need to for forgiveness. And then from there, like you can say, I forgive myself. And you can say, I want to forgive others too. I want to forgive all the people who hurt me. Um, so work on that, work on that compassion. It'll be easier for you to respect yourself and others if you have more compassion. Okay. Well, how do I close this thing? I almost said, okay, love you, bye. So we'll just say, we'll just say some people aren't going to resonate with that and might even find it disrespectful. So when I say that I love people, what I mean is that I truly wish you the best and you are important. And I hope that you realize just how beautiful your life can be. So I I wish you respect today. Um, Respect for yourself. And it's my hope that the people in your life are gentle with you today and that they're honest with you because gentleness and honest and honesty are key aspects of respect and i think that's a really good way to end this podcast <laughs>